0: What's up, Faramers? Welcome to the Ferrum Athletic Company podcast. I am your host, Andrea Warner. I am also the co-owner and co-founder of Ferrum Athletic Company. If you would like more information on us, please visit our website at www.ferrumathletico.com. And now, on to today's show. What's up, Faramers? Welcome to this week's episode of the Farm Athletic Company podcast. I had the unique pleasure of speaking with Ms. Betsy Weiss. Hey, Betsy. Hey.
1: How's it going? Good. How are you?
0: Doing pretty good. Excellent. Do me a favor and let's introduce you to our amazing audience. Tell all of your story. All of my story. Okay.
1: Um, well, so I am, I've been here probably, I guess, around a year. Maybe just a tiny bit over. I think you've been with with us for a year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, In my outside life, I'm a myofascial therapist.
0: I'm a yoga teacher. Um, That's about it. Superheroes, (laughs) you know. (laughs) Somebody's got to do the job. (laughs) So a couple of things that I'm excited to talk with you about. One of them is not just the fact that you're really good friends with Mike Nelson, who, of course, we all love. Um, But Mike talked to us for a long time about getting you to join our gym.
1: He talked to me a long time about joining the
0: gym. (laughs) And he was like, if I could just get Betsy here, Betsy needs to be here, Betsy would love this. Betsy, Betsy, Betsy. And I was like, who is this Betsy woman? (laughs) I was like, she better be badass, which he was correct. Um, But it took a while to get you here.
1: It took a long while to get you here. A long while.
0: And I know that part of that reason was... We used to be a CrossFit affiliate. Our programming used to be much different. Um, our education used to be much different. And of course, we've evolved over time. Our programming looks different. Our mindset is different. The whole thing is different. Yes. So if you could just walk us through <laughs> that whole process for you, because I know it was a lot.
1: Yes. So, yeah, it was years of Mike saying, Betsy, just go in. You'll love it. I know you will. And me saying, but it's CrossFit, and him (laughs) saying, just go, but it's CrossFit. So finally, you were still CrossFit when I joined. Mm -hmm. Um, I did not know you were changing your programming, but synchronicities, things work out as they should, I believe. Mm -hmm. He talked me, and I was at a low point emotionally, so I decided to come back to the gym. Couldn't have put me with a better coach to start with, Rachel. Mm -hmm. Um, I was intimidated was a gym-goer years ago in a previous life. <laughs> it's been that long. <laughs> um, and so I was intimidated about coming back in, which was part of the problem of getting me in. Part of it was, yeah, it's CrossFit.
0: And, and it's, it's very intimidating.
1: <laughs> it is. So, um, you know, Rachel was the perfect person to start with. and um, And I was coming a little bit, working my way up to coming more. Back was feeling it, and I'm going. Oh, it's CrossFit! I don't know if I can keep doing this. And it changed at just the right time, yeah, for me. And it was a brilliant change. Um, it goes beautifully with what I do for a living, and it just made so much more sense to me, yeah. Than, oh, it's CrossFit. <laughs> right? <laughs> Dang it!
0: Dang. Um, talk to me about what you and Rachel worked on when you came in. Yeah. What did that look like well, for
1: you? well, a big one was just. Not being intimidated. Yes. Um, but, you know, she was my she was my front man. <laughs> Your Sherpa. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so um, it was, I don't know if I can do this anymore. I feel old. I feel fat. I feel weak. And she's, you know, Betsy, you're stronger than you think you are, and you can do this, and you are doing it. Yeah. And keep going.
0: And you and went through a full body assessment. I did. And hopefully learn things about yourself and movement that helped you to move into the next step.
1: Yes. Yes. Super limber. Yoga, oh, of course. But um, sometimes a little too limber in some areas, yeah. not strong enough in yeah. some areas. So it's been a learning process. Very interesting. You guys oh, know okay. a totally different side of the fascia muscle kingdom than I do. So it's pretty interesting. I love it. <laughs> yeah.
0: And whenever you jumped, I don't want to say jump, whenever you transitioned into class, which happened at a time when you felt confident to be able to do so. Yes. <laughs> so, in our group classes, what have you noticed about our programming that you enjoy?
1: Oh, well, I love that you have a coach there and everybody becomes friends, which is great. Right. They keep me coming back. I look forward to coming. If I come in a cranky mood, I leave in a great mood every time.
0: That's fantastic.
1: Um, As far as programming, the actual workouts, um, I can sit and they make sense to me. Mm -hmm. From a fascial perspective, I'm big on fascia. Mm -hmm. So they make sense to me a lot. You hit the elasticity, you hit the plasticity, you hit the elastic recoil. All of it is right there for you. You get the healthy loading of the fascial tissues. I'll get too technical.
0: But. <laughs> We're going to dive into that here in a second as well. Yeah. Everybody's going to learn what all this is.
1: Yeah. So it's, it's um, at times it's, you know, I can look at it and I'm like grinding my way through it, looking at it, thinking there's no way I'm going to be able to do that. Yeah. But at the end, I did it.
0: Which is awesome. So and you just got your first trick pull-up.
1: I did. Recently. Congratulations. <laughs> High Thank five.
0: Yay. Yes. <laughs> Which is a huge accomplishment. I mean... For women to be able to do strict pull-ups, period, is is an accomplishment. I mean, I know that there's women who have either gymnastics backgrounds or sports backgrounds that have been doing this since they were two years old. (laughs) But for those of us that haven't, and we have to build this strength as we're going through life, Mm -hmm. to be able to do a strict pull-up is a game changer.
1: Absolutely. At the age of 47.
0: Girl, you to get your fr- especially at the age of 47. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, sarcopenia has been a part of our life for a while now and absolutely. to go in the opposite direction and see strength gains. Yes. It's, it's a been great. huge I'm win.
1: Reconnecting with my body, which I love to be connected to my body. It's important to me. Yeah, absolutely. And I felt like I was losing it. So I have reconnected. I feel lighter. I feel better. It's Fantastic.
0: That's awesome. And you know, you bring up a great point because the mind body connection is huge for number one awareness. Absolutely. If you're not aware of what the heck your body's doing or what the heck your mind is doing. So we have problems with recovery, weight loss, fat loss, stress, stress management. I mean, you name it. Yeah. So there has to be this connection, but the better that that connection is, the better you can handle things health things especially
1: Absolutely.
0: but the better your workouts become because when a coach says to you Betsy I need you to be able to feel this between your shoulder blades you can be like
1: oh yep there it is there it is it's not there how do I fix it that makes sense you know
0: and it takes thinking about it and focusing on it because the brain's in control of that and when the two of them are not connected you're like hey you should feel this between your shoulder blades and you're like well, I feel it in my butt. <laughs> oh, we have a problem. Yes. So I love that you bring up that point. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, and talk and shop, you know, a lot of your proprioception, your ability to be able to tell where your body is in space is in your fascial tissues.
0: Yeah. I love that. So let's talk about fascial tissue. So I'm ready for this nerd geek out <laughs> podcast that we are getting ready to do. Yay. So... Let's just start with what is fascia, and what is fascial tissue?
1: Yeah, so fascia, we could call our um, soft skeleton, almost. Okay. Um, It is all over the body, it's everywhere, and there are different types within the body, Um, and everything supports each other, so the fascia supports the muscles, the muscles support the fascia. The bone uh, you know, add the bones in there, even the internal organs, it's all supported. They all support each other. Mm-hmm. So if you have an imbalance in your fascial tissues, you're it's gonna show up, usually in the form of an injury at some point. Mm-hmm. Um so what is it? It is made up of elastin, collagen, hyaluronic or hyaluronic acid. Mm-hmm. It's a colloid, so it's um it's a solid, but not really. It's also a liquid. It's like silly putty. I don't know. You know, if you pull it really <laughs> yeah. hard it'll break, but if you yeah. pull it really slowly,
0: it'll stretch. It'll stretch so it.
1: It's it's a weird substance in the body. Nothing else quite like it.
0: And where where would we say that it's located? As yeah. far as like it's all over our body, but as far as like actual location of fascial tissue.
1: Yeah. Literally everywhere. It starts with like the third layer of your skin it wraps around your organs that's what keeps your organs from floating around so your kidney doesn't end up in your shoulder (laughs) that's a bad day yeah that's a a a real bad day (laughs) um it surrounds the muscles it's what gives that muscle glide the, the muscle the ability to glide upon each other yeah um it meshes through the muscles for a little more strength and support it's stronger than a muscle so muscles can deteriorate the fascial tissues will keep them a little more robust, so mm. give them a little more structure. I like that. Yeah, so it's literally everywhere.
0: <laughs> literally all over the place. Like yes. if we were to look at our body and drape a giant sheet over it, yeah, it's kind of like what our fascial tissue is.
1: Yeah, Kind ish, of. Ish. I, I mean, ish. if we took everything else away from you except for your fascial tissue, we would still know who you are. It's that much that we would be able to tell it's you.
0: Oh, that's powerful.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: So for fascial tissue, why this is a big deal and why people should care. We hear, you'll hear people say, hey, you should roll out. That really helps your, your fascial tissue. This is myofascial release, rolling out. Um, fascial tissue can, as you said, it can break. It can tear. yes, It can become dry, so to
1: speak. It
0: can become
1: um, unorganized where it's almost like a matted effect, where it sticks to each other. So instead of gliding, it's sticking. Um, Yeah, um, like I said, your ability to tell where your body is in space is Mm -hmm. within those fascial tissues. Um, A lot of pain receptors are in your fascial tissues. And the reason we want to pay attention to this newly found (laughs) substance, the, the research has only been about the last 50 years for it. So it's new in the medical industry. Um, but the reason we want to pay attention is that I mean, there's a lot of internal feeling, you know, like I feel sad today or mm-hmm. I feel not quite right today. Those kind of feelings—they're starting to make connections. It's, it's, it's a very important substance within the body, pain receptors. Um, it's not—it's not directly uh, supplied by blood, okay. so, like muscle tissue heals more quickly right? because it has a direct blood supply. Fascial tissues don't have a direct blood supply, so they take a lot longer to heal. So another reason to pay attention to your fascia. Absolutely. Pain receptors within those tissues that don't heal very quickly makes for a very long recovery. Yeah, and
0: it's almost like fascial tissue has its own memory.
1: It does, it does. You know?
0: So if we're talking about um, emotion and pain, and that kind of stuff being stored there. Let's say that I've been walking around neglecting a lot of that in my life, and then I'm put into a situation where that is brought to my awareness. Like, hey, remember when you hurt yourself doing this, this, and this? All of a sudden, the body can feel that same pain. Yes.
1: It's 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 very interesting that you can actually hold emotions within those fascial tissues so so your your body will remember traumatic events um Mm -hmm. where maybe um an injury resulted in that traumatic event and um yeah just bringing it up or working those muscles yeah that relate to that fascial tissue in that area can cause an emotional response yeah just like when i get people on the table and i'm working on them if you. Hit the right spot, you'll get you'll get an emotional reaction. Sometimes, pretty interesting.
0: I mean, when we're talking emotional reaction, we're talking like crying. Yep. It's not just like, hey, ow, that hurts. It's like it's a serious emotional reaction.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. It
0: brings it right back to the forefront. Yeah. You know, and it could be something like a car crash. Yes. That resulted in a very traumatic injury, but especially if there were other people involved. I mean, Absolutely. so the the memory of those cells is is really unbelievable.
1: It really is. It re- it's amazing to see. And um, it can also be happy things, too. Yeah. You know, I've had people laugh hysterically.
0: You know? <laughs> like, that would oh, be my mom. What is happening right know. now? Share <laughs> <Sure, laughs> some happening. of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So when we talk about as we go through life, yes. let's talk about aging for a second. Oh, let's. This is so fun. <laughs> Because when we're young, we can get into positions and sit our butt on the floor and, hey, do me, do me a favor, bend yourself into a pretzel and <laughs> no problem, crawl under the refrigerator. Right. <laughs> and kids are like, cool, got it, done. No problem. As we get older and we stop doing those things, we start getting more sedentary. We start computer jobs or desk jobs. We stare at cell phones all the time. Things that become habitual and not in a good way. Mm-hmm. How does that affect our fascial tissue?
1: Well, if you don't use it, you lose it. So, hey. fascia- yeah, amazing. amazing thing going on there. Um, your fascial tissues need to be organized to be working at optimum performance, So, or at optimum levels. So when you stop using them, they become disorganized. And they don't know what to do. So they just grow adhesions and they stick to each other. You get stuck in patterns. So um, if you don't get down on the floor and get back up off the floor, you start to lose the ability to get down on the floor and get back off the floor. As we move through life, if you fall, you can't get back up. Mm -hmm. That kind of, you know, that kind of what you're hitting on? Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So you don't even have the ability to anymore. Again, fascial tissues are stronger than muscle tissues. So, so if you have those unorganized, matted together fascial tissues, you're not going to overpower it with muscle.
0: Yeah. So. Very true. Yeah. You know, especially when, um, like what we see a lot of is not only the tight, the tightness from sitting, mm-hmm. all the time, but also like the forward rounded shoulders, the shoulder blades. To me, the shoulder blades are a big area of fascial adhesion.
1: Absolutely. There's supposed to be a lot of movement in those available to your scapula, but when they get stuck, they get stuck. and you Can't get your arms up over your head. Yeah, it's
0: and amazing. people don't realize that a lot of their shoulder issues are actually not their shoulders. Or their neck. Or their yeah, Exactly. <laughs> yes. It's actually your shoulder blades and your mid-back. Yes. And when those shoulder blades get glued with all of those adhesions underneath it. Yes. What do we do?
1: Exactly. We have to, <laughs> right. you have to move. You have to move. You have to move.
0: And, and you know, the, the part of the aging process that I have found to be sad from what I have witnessed is that people lose their belief that they can. Yes,
1: that's a big thing.
0: Yes. The mind is such a powerful thing that if you believe you can, you can. If you believe you can't, you can't both of them, you're right. Yes. Right. So if we go through life and we start getting these adhesions and we start getting stuck pretty soon, it's like, Hey, I can't lift my arm. Absolutely. I had frozen shoulder 10 years ago and it just never did this. So now I just don't lift my arm.
1: Yep. I just don't
0: do it anymore. I just stopped doing that. Or I've had surgery. Yep. Big one. This is a big one because anytime you've been cut on, it's going to change. It's, it changes everything.
1: Did you know when when they do surgery they sew up the fascia if they sew up muscle it will fall apart it won't hold the stitch so they're actually sewing up your fascia they're pulling it tighter Hmm. because they're cinching it up to sew it
0: and therefore would require more work to be able to get you to move afterwards exactly hence scar tissue yes hey hey look at this connection (laughs) light bulb and you know Post-surgery, aging, the whole idea of, well, I'm just old, so this is how my life is going to be, Mm. is such a popular belief. And it's really a mindset. It's really just a belief. Yes. Like, you can, you can, I don't want to say fix, because I don't want to necessarily make people feel like they're broken. Right. But you can address it.
1: Yes, you can change. Yeah.
0: How do we change Facial integrity can
1: absolutely elicit change. So um, hydration is a big part of it. I mean, hyaluronic or hyaluronic acid is a very watery substance. Um, it's like almost like a jelly kind of very wet jelly. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, it's kind of gross.
0: As I sip on water. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so water intake is huge. As we age, we tend to stop drinking so much water or it becomes not important. Um, and we need to move. Um, your body hydrates through movement. Your joints, your fascial tissues all need movement. Your, your lymphatic system needs the muscular movement, the joint movement. Um, so just starting with moving. But then a big part of it is that healthy loading, mm-hmm. which is what we get here. Um, And the movements are fantastic because they go through the whole range of motion for the muscle. They're not just getting the belly of the muscle. Mm -hmm. So it's helping the tendons. It's helping the bursa. It's helping, I mean, it's helping the entire body instead of just the big showy muscles.
0: Yeah. I love that. You know, um, people often think that they need more mobility. They need to stretch more. They need to roll out more. Yeah. And you can really gain a lot more by understanding that eccentric loading helps with that yeah. more than rolling out or sitting there with a rubber band. Absolutely. And just chilling.
1: Absolutely. Which is that passive loading versus active loading. Um, when you're passively loading a muscle, which is stretching, like just hanging on a bar, not hanging on a bar, that's a bad example. but putting a band around the bar and just hanging from that band, just one arm to stretch your lat, that's good, but you're not engaging any of your tissues. So you're not engaging the fascial tissues, you're not engaging the muscular tissues. So you're not engaging your nervous system quite as much. Correct. So when you start actively loading, where you're lifting a weight through the whole range of motion, you're engaging the nervous system also, which is an integral part of changing Yeah, your
0: body. You know, and your nervous system is a big part of healing. It's a big part of recovery. It's a big part of physical change. It's a big part of a lot of things. It is. And so when you start having that belief that you can't, and then you're like, well, the only thing I can do is this stretching. And so you stretch for like three years and it never changes. And then you for, that further feeds your belief of "I can't uh, yes, and then you're in like this just downward spiral until we're we're actually physically losing physical independence
1: absolutely. have my eyes twitching over here <laughs> oh.
0: thinking about it like, <laughs> oh God,
1: yeah, yeah, I mean, if we don't use it, we will lose it and <laughs> and in today's life, everyday life, we don't Most of us don't tend to uh, work through those muscles. And if we do, it's the same thing. It's repetitive. So we need to change it up.
0: Absolutely. You know, and so many people believe that a weight loss fitness, joining a gym journey is just jumping in and getting started. Whether they jump in and they just start running, which, by the way, if you haven't been doing anything, and you just jump in and go... Your tissues are not prepared for that.
1: No, get ready for your shin splints. (laughs) Yeah,
0: shin splints are a big one.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, Back and shoulder issues. So you haven't been doing anything for, I mean, it could be as little as six months.
1: Absolutely. It could be as little as two months. I was going to say, I think it takes about two weeks for your body to start deconditioning. Yeah.
0: And when we start talking about your fascial tissue becoming disorganized. Yeah. It, it really doesn't take very long does not. for that to start. <laughs> right. And then you're like, okay, well, I once did this. I'm going to just jump back in and do that because it, it worked then. It'll work now. Then you're like, oh, man. And we've witnessed it. We've seen it. We've seen people walk in, and they're like, all right, I'm ready to go. Right. I'm ready to come back. And it's like, well, you're not exactly ready. Well, I'll just take it easy. So instead of 50 reps, I'll do 30, but I'm still going to go as fast as I possibly can. Right. You know, or instead of three miles, I'll run one mile but I'm going to do it every day
1: and fast
0: and as fast as I can. Yeah. And I'm not going to eat any food because I'm on a diet, but yet the rest of my life hasn't changed. I still have a ridiculously chaotic schedule. My kids have 75 things to go to. I get four hours of sleep a night. My job is high stress, but I really need to work out to lower my stress.
1: But I really need to stress myself out like, more yeah. to lower my stress. So now
0: my eye is twitching yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because it, it, None of that makes any sense. It does not. For taking care of yourself and actually taking serious steps towards being healthy.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: When we talk about bringing people in, starting them back up, regardless of their time off, when we start looking at this fascial integrity and where it needs to start, we need to start with what we would call corrective exercises. Yes. But it's basically just addressing the tissue that you currently have.
1: Working with what you got.
0: Yeah, to get it prepared for what it needs to be able to do next. Right. So you can't just jump in and start back squatting. You can't just jump in and start running. We need to see where your tissues are.
1: Right. And, you know, that's where people that know what they're doing come in.
0: (laughs) Hey, once again.
1: (laughs) I mean, I can loosen you. Yeah. But I don't know how. I'm not. On the strengthening side of things. So yeah. that was where I was lacking. That's where I came in and got help.
0: Oh I love it. That's what you guys are here for. And you and you feel better. Way better. Way better. Yes. You mentioned addressing, not just addressing the belly of a muscle. Yes. And here's where I believe our program has changed drastically. Whenever you do things like heavy deadlifts, heavy squatting heavy bench press, on a regular basis. We're talking about bellies, yep. muscles.
1: Yep, the big showies. Right. Is...
0: They look really good. <laughs> but suddenly, out of nowhere, people think, that it's really not out of nowhere, but everybody thinks it's out of nowhere. You tear a rotator cuff. Yep. You tear meniscus. You pop an Achilles tendon. It's because when the belly of muscle is stronger than its connective tissue, it'll snap it.
1: Yes. Um, if you're connected, to, so it's like if, if you're looking at a spine and you have um, my Dory moment, I can't remember. <laughs> and you have a, a fusion. Yeah. The level above and the level below have to work harder. So when you're working um, your big, showy muscles and you're hitting your fascial tissues just around the big, showy muscles, you're weakening those fascial tissues because they're overworking, they're overstretching, they're Mm. overdoing it to make up for the lack of movement around the smaller parts where the connections occur, Um, you know, through the joints. Those are all, the everything needs to move, not just the little part in the middle,
0: yeah,
1: it's going to puff up the biggest. It's going
0: to puff up the biggest. But (laughs) it looks so good. Come on, Betsy.
1: All the supportive (laughs) muscles need to, they're there to support. But if we lock them up, then they can't support.
0: You know, one of the things that, um, a great example of that is watching people that do heavy back squats and they, basically they race to the bottom. They fall to the bottom to try and take advantage of the stretch reflex at the bottom. Ooh. So they bounce out of the bottom to come back up and on their way back up, their knees dive straight in and their backgrounds a little bit, but they stand it up right. and they're like, yeah, that's a new personal record. Awesome. <laughs> you fell to the bottom, you bounced out of the bottom, your knees collapsed on the way up. You somehow miraculously managed to stand this thing up. Call it a personal best the damage that was done during that time. Yes. That you might not feel right now.
1: Right, but you will. You will eventually. <laughs> yes.
0: And, people, and then people will always say, well, it's because I'm getting older. But if we look at the fact that the things that are supposed to be doing the work are not doing the work. right? We're asking big showy muscles to do this job. We can't control the weight down the smaller connective muscles are not doing their job to keep your knees in alignment stabilizing your knee joints stabilizing yes. your hip joints like yep. the the whole
1: Our spine all the way up yeah yes.
0: the yep. whole system we need them just got smashed and then but you're also people neglect the fact that you're holding the bar on your back so your hands are your shoulders are in external rotation with your hands on a bar so your shoulder blades are working as well like the whole system in compound movements, gets worked. But if you can't get into those positions, you can't hold them and control them. Absolutely. You can. You could tear a rotator cuff doing a back squat.
1: You are... i gonna be a bit harsh. Go for it. You're looking for an injury.
0: <laughs> yeah. Because it will happen. It will happen.
1: But even off... Even out of the gym in everyday life, what if you slip? Yeah. You're going to fall and pull something, you're going to be in pain, where if you're working through your fascial tissues and your full range of motion on your muscles, you're going to slip. You're going to freak yourself out for a minute. You're going to stand back up and you're going to walk on.
0: And you're going to be a-okay. And you're going to be all right. Um, Was it last year, maybe a year before, Um, I was washing my car and I have this like ladder footstool metal thing that I have to stand on to reach the top of my car because short girl. (laughs) So I went to walk around my car to go to the other side, and I picked up the ladder. I had it on my side. I was trying to make sure I didn't scratch my car, and I accidentally stepped on the concrete culvert to the ditch that's on the side of my driveway. Slid into the ditch. The ladder flipped sideways, and I landed on the side of the ladder on my rib cage. Mm -hmm. I said a couple of really bad words really loudly. (laughs) And I laid there for a second because what immediately ran through my mind is that I broke my ribs. I popped a lung. I tore whatever in my shoulder because my arm ended up up here at the top of the ditch above the ladder.
1: Way over there. Your arm's out in outer space.
0: My arm's way up here. There's a ladder in my side. My legs are down here in the ditch. I'm like, this has to be horrifically bad and i got up and i was like and of course my ribs hurt i bruised my ribs yes but with other than that you were good i was good to go yeah like i didn't dislocate a shoulder i didn't tear anything else bruised some ribs it was difficult to breathe for a little bit absolutely. other than that I was good to go and i can absolutely attribute that to the training that we've done
1: absolutely and and it's real it happens we fall we slip we you know, have to catch things or, yeah, you know,
0: people. And <laughs> or, it happened, human, right? <laughs> yeah. And it happened so fast. And I remember laying there in the ditch being like, holy crap, I cannot believe that I just fell. Like, <laughs> oh <my goodness. laughs> what just happened? But it's it's an accident. It happens to the best of us. Absolutely. Uh, the, just living life. Yes. And what we're trying to do is make people bulletproof for those situations.
1: Absolutely. As much as you can be.
0: And it doesn't matter if you can beat somebody else at whatever. But it does matter when you fall on your ass. Absolutely. And you still need to be able to do your job and not go to the hospital.
1: You know, and and that hits on bone density also.
0: Mm, 100%.
1: You know, as we age, mm, bone density goes down also. Yeah. So, you know, when you load the... The tissues in your bones, the calcium, there are fascial tissues there too, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, when you load those, uh, your body will keep sending the calcium there to make them stronger. Yeah. So when you fall, you're not injured as much. There it is. Yes.
0: And for us to say that we're addressing fascial tissue, that we are addressing healthy movement, that we're addressing these adhesions... For us, what it looks like in our programming is, number one, controlled weightlifting. Absolutely. The, the control, if you pick that thing up, you better be able to sit it back down on the ground. If you pick it up and you have to drop it from the top, <laughs> you are nowhere near as strong as you think you are.
1: I'm over here cheering. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. Yes.
0: You should be able to sit things back down on the ground. Absolutely. It's, it's a huge part of our strength. It's called eccentric lowering. Yes. It's a part of us.
1: It's a concept.
0: You have to do it. (laughs) It also involves um, unilateral movement, single arm, single leg. Yes. It involves making sure that the things that are supposed to be moving, so when we take that single arm, we want to make sure that the shoulder blade is helping to initiate that movement and not just your trap.
1: Absolutely.
0: Right? So if we're lifting something up over our head, The shoulder blade needs to be able to protract and retract properly. Otherwise, we just lift with the trap, the shoulder blade elevates, and everything just continues to be stuck.
1: And that's also into that it's working harder because Mm -hmm. this is not moving, so you're going to probably end up with an injury there.
0: And then we're back to our mind-body connection. Absolutely. Look at that, we're back where we started.
1: You know, what was interesting when I started, I was the slowest person and I was okay with that. I'm okay with it because my brain has to connect with everything I'm doing. Yeah. I have to feel it in my head, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Um, for it to be therapeutic. And they're... the coaches were great about that. It's yeah. okay. Be the slowest. It's all right.
0: Please be the slowest. Yeah.
1: I felt bad because I felt like I was slow in the class now. But every coach I had, every time, said, be slow. Yes. Do it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Move, move with quality. Not quantity. Not quantity because you're going to get, your body gets more out of it. It gets more out of it from a strength perspective. It gets more out of it from a healing perspective. It gets more out of it from a durability over time perspective. So if we talk about longevity, you know, we're not just talking about living to be 100. I want to live to be 100 and I want to be badass living to be 100.
1: I'm going to fight it every step of the way.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Every step. I want to be able to get out of my car on my own. I want to be able to walk up and down my stairs. I want to be able to push my grass as long as I can. I want to be able to do things. I
1: want to be able to go to the bathroom. Yes. On my own.
0: Yes. (laughs) Get down and up on my own. Which is things that we currently take for granted.
1: Absolutely we do.
0: And when you've witnessed it happen to people that you love. Yeah it's like, holy shit, this is real. Like, this is a real possibility. Yeah. You know, because you hear of like, oh, old people, whatever. But until you witness somebody that you care for deeply go through it, it doesn't quite hit the same.
1: Right. And I think that comes a little bit with age too. Yeah. As we start to get closer to those
0: ages. That that whole, like, mortality, my thing kind of kicks in. Right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I'm getting some doggy Stella, notes. Stella is saying hi. Um, so, what can people be doing on a daily basis?
1: Oh, well, drink water.
0: And let's start there. Number one, <laughs> right.
1: drink water. Um, one of the best things you can do for yourself, too, is move. Yeah. And don't make the same move. Like, move in ways you don't normally move, which... Hmm. For me, I come here and I do that. Yeah. I mean, I'm a yoga teacher too, but I'm not loading in the same ways that I am here. True story. So, you know, move in ways that you don't normally move. It's going to make your fascial tissues healthier to lengthen them, but it's also when you healthy load, you're going to strengthen those fascial tissues as well as the muscle tissues. Yeah.
0: And I'm glad you bring that up because so many people choose movement that is just forward. Yeah. And... In traditional fitness world, everything is forward. Running's forward, walking's forward, step ups are forward, squatting is forward, deadlifting is technically forward, it's called your sagittal plane. Yep. It's one plane.
1: I think in a lot of yoga, you'll see everybody's doing forward folds. <laughs>
0: yeah, everything is forward. Yeah. We need to move side to side. Absolutely. Because there's nothing worse than training forward for a really long time, and then deciding to go out and play a side to side sport. Yes. Or a rotational sport. Yes. Like, hey, I've been doing this, working out for forever. I'm going to go play golf.
1: Yeah. Or tennis. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. Absolutely. And
0: pretty soon you're like, what's happened to my knees? Why does my back feel like this? like,
1: like my shoulder. <laughs> I'm
0: so super strong. Yeah. I've been training this way for so long, and I'm really strong. I go out and play golf one time. My back hurts. My legs hurt. My arms hurt. What happened?
1: Yeah,
0: It's because transverse, which is our rotational plane, you're not training. Correct. Like It's not very often in traditional fitness world that you pick something up on your right side and rotate around and sit it down on your left. Absolutely. It's not very often that you do side lunges, cossack squats in traditional fitness world. Absolutely. Or lateral sled drags. So all of that has been stuff that's been incorporated into our training program.
1: Yes. I can say for me, I feel lighter. I don't weigh less. Huh, As a good point. <laughs> now, my muscle mass has increased. The fat level has gone down, but I do not weigh less than I used to. But I move like I weigh less. Huh, I, I like this. I have a pep in my step. I have a lightness to me. I feel so much better.
0: I mean, you look like you're floating. Yeah, well, thank you. (laughs) But I kind of felt like I was dragging. I was
1: dragging. Yeah, before.
0: Yeah, definitely. And, you know, when... I love that you bring up that you do yoga Mm -hmm. and that you are really good at yoga. You're a yoga instructor. Yes. And because there's a lot of people that do yoga, feeling that that is the best option for keeping them moving throughout life. Yes. It's a good option. But there is no, like, one complete whole picture option correct it all goes together
1: well you know when you think look about look at flexibility versus strength you can get to a point where yes I am flexible and this is where I was I'm super flexible and but where's the balance with the strength yeah so you can actually start to have pain from being too flexible and not being strong enough
0: yeah. absolutely. So... And you know, I've had a couple of clients that were that way. Um, we had a woman that had really severe back pain um, to the point of doctors telling her surgeries, shots, that she should never work out again. She should basically do yoga for forever. And Which... they had her believing that Ooh. stretching was her way her answer and then surgery and shots. Yeah. And when she came in and went through our assessment, she's one of the few people I've ever taken through our joint assessment that passed everything with flying colors. A bit hypermobile. Yeah, yeah, but had severe back pain. Yep, that's a thing. Very hypermobile.
1: Much so. Hypermobile or folks that are hypermobile um, kind of always feel like they need to stretch, mm-hmm. and that's could be the worst thing that they do. Yeah. They really need to strengthen. So they'll come into yoga and they'll kill it. Mm-hmm. You know, they can get through those shapes. Um, but when I'm looking at them and assessing them as an instructor, watching what they're doing, their elbows are locked out, their knees are locked out. They're finding every other way to do anything that takes strength um, rather than load those muscles. Yeah. So, and they're in pain.
0: A lot of pain. It's not
1: for lack of movement. It's for lack of strength.
0: Yeah. And that was exactly what we spoke about with her. It's like, okay. listen, you have, th- you have nothing, flexibility, mobility-wise, that's holding you back. You can get into every position. You're lacking strength, and the stability needed to keep those joints where they are to support the strength. Yes. So we basically had to build her from the ground up. And I guess you could look at it as like, hey, listen, I need you to be a little bit tighter.
1: Exactly. We need some tone in here.
0: You're actually too loose.
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) I need you to be tighter. Like, that's a thing.
1: It really uh, is. Ehlers-Danlos. A lot Mm -hmm. of people have it that don't know. Those hypermobile people may have. That's where all your connective tissue is just a little too loose. So you need those muscles to support your joints and your other connective tissues.
0: Yeah, and let's talk about, you sent us an amazing video on fascial integrity. (laughs) An amazing lecture. Nice that I soaked up like a sponge. And one of the things that they talked about in this lecture was being the difference between being a Viking and being a temple dancer. (laughs) And I think that this was such a cool analogy, especially for those of us in this world that train people, that help people, that watch movement. Watch movement to the point of being obsessed about it. Like, you can't go to the beach and watch people walk down the beach without being like, oh...
1: Look at that shoulder. Ooh, is that, that hip that, pain or
0: is that knee pain. <laughs> yeah, right. Hmm. <laughs> I'm, I'm really worried about that person's back. Right. <laughs> so in so let's talk about fascial integrity as far as like being able to tell who is who. And I thought that this was a really cool conversation, that there are people that kind of genetically are kind of put into one of these two categories. Yeah, they're
1: like predisposed to be a little bit more loosey goosey. Yeah, So those are the super flexible people. And then we have the stocky people that are really strong, but don't have a lot of movement.
0: Which is your, your temple dancer is your flexible. Right. And your Viking Viking, yeah. is your is your, tough, is your, your stocky, tighter one. Yes. right? Yes. So what is, what is the difference between the two? Like, how do you tell the difference between them? Besides the fact that everybody just pictured a Viking right now as right. <laughs> some big bearded dude with a horn hat on that can't hardly walk through a door. Um, how do you tell the difference between the two and what, what is the difference between what those two people need as far as their training is concerned?
1: Okay. So in general, the, the Vikings are stocky. They're broad. They've got thick legs. They're, you know, big shoulders, uh, barrel chested sometimes, and they don't have a lot of flexibility. hmm super strong, um, versus the Temple Dancers they're, they're, um, how do you, like, how do you, you can look at them sometimes and their knees come, together. like they yeah. they're not bow-legged, but um,
0: like that is, knee, that's yep, what I'm looking like for. Me.
1: Yeah, um, and you'll see them stretch their arm out and it'll go backwards. Or when they're standing, their knees are going locked out backwards. Yeah. So, um, and they're not strong. They're going to look for every way to get around using muscle strength with everything else in them. <laughs> right. Um, then the, the stocky people, the stocky people are going to try to muscle through everything.
0: Yeah, they want to they do all of the, like, just right. give us pull-ups and push-ups <laughs> and <laughs> bench press and the whole nine yards. Yes. And when you try to convince them that hey, you need this, like, Eccentric loading, muscle lengthening movement. They're like, no, 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 no. no. Yeah, I really don't want to do. That. No, I don't want to do that. <laughs> I can't. Let's do that. Yes, that's like, what I hear a lot. I can't, yeah.
1: I can't do yoga. I can't, you know. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And so the the difference in training between those two is the Vikings training is going to look a little bit more, um, almost sometimes corrective exercises because they're sh- they're sh- they're already strong. Yes. We need to be able to get them into a position to where they can use their full range of motion better. Right. So they're going to have a hard
1: time coming into the gym and doing this workouts that you do here because they're not going to have the range of motion. Mm-hmm. But they're going to need it so badly. And if they keep at it, they will get it. Um, and they're going to start to feel their back pain go away.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: a lot of them have back pain. Have you yeah. noticed that? Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, they're going to start to feel their pain lowering. So training them is going to be heavy, but you might struggle with getting them to lighten up a little bit. Yeah. So that they can get through more range of motion. Um, temple dancers, on the other hand, are going to be very lightweight, and they're going to, to do—they're going to want to do a million reps
0: mm-hmm.
1: instead of. Let's put a little bit more weight on there. Let's soften out the joints.
0: <laughs> right.
1: And you're really going to have to keep an eye on them because they're going to look for every way <laughs> yeah. to get that weight where they want it without actually using the muscle.
0: And they're going to collapse a little bit easier, a little bit yes. faster under so those weights. There's a
1: lack of control there.
0: Yeah. yeah. And we go back to that mind-body connection Right of what needs to be activating and what needs to be working right, in order to get the job done yes. and for us to feel better and for our bodies to get into better positions for the long term.
1: Yes. Have you noticed, I'm just curious, with, you know, it's all, it's all what's feeding into your nervous system. Mm-hmm. And when you have a lack of movement, you have a lack of information moving around, mm-hmm. right? If you have more movement, You might have too much. Have you noticed with hypermobile people, it's harder to get them to focus on what they're doing? Yes. Okay.
0: Yes. Not just me. (laughs) No, it's not just you. Yes. So,
1: you know, some are overloaded, some are underloaded. Yeah. Mentally, like from a neurological standpoint.
0: Yeah, because you're, as you're having that person move, it's like, hey, I really need you to think about this. Yes. But when they're thinking about this, they might be feeling something else. Right. And they're like, so, but when I do this, I feel this, this, and this. Right. And then they start thinking about that, that, and that. Or and then that we have to shiny go, thing
1: over there. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> or, yeah, they're like, so the other day I was doing this. I was like, no, no, no. Come back. But we're doing this now. But come <laughs> back. Come back. <laughs> I need yes. you to focus on your butt cheek right now. Right. <laughs> and the side of your hip. Tone yes. it down. Yes. So, yes. Yeah. yeah. The same.
1: Yeah. That but whole. hyper awareness Very much so. Yeah.
0: Very much so. Whereas our Vikings are usually more like, you want me to do 10 of those? Okay.
1: Right. You want to feel it it where? I don't get that. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I'm trying, but I don't get it. (laughs) No,
0: I just don't feel that there. Right. I've been put together backwards.
1: Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Well,
0: it's just going to take us a little bit more work. Right. You know, and...
1: So... They have found they, the researchers have found it takes seven to fourteen months to restructure your fascial tissues. Oh. Which play with your muscle tissues. Muscle tissue restructures way more quickly.
0: So more than two weeks. Oh yes. Uh, Betsy more stop More than it. six months. Stop it. <laughs> stop it. Stop it. And it's a love, committed relationship. <laughs> I love that you brought this up. Let's talk about that. Because everybody we live in a world with so much information right now. So much information. So much
1: right at your fingertips. All of it. Yes.
0: And depending on who you follow and what you believe, well, so-and-so says this, so-and-so says this, so-and-so says this. There are studies. And really, that's the, that's the best way for us as human beings to learn about ourselves is through studies. Yes. And that's why, there's, that's why things continue to change. Absolutely. Because our environment continues to change. We, as people continue to change, we get new stimulus brought into our lives. We have to study that. There's new medications. We have to study that. Like, what are the effects of all of this on us as human beings? So there is not like a blueprint. There's not a user manual. Right. That just pertains to everybody and everything. Not yet, anyway. Not yet. That would be awesome. Let's let's come up with that. I think we should. We need a human user manual. We're
1: still going to need new editions.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, pretty soon we're going to be selling like the Encyclopedia Britannica of 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 human movement. Yes, (laughs) (laughs) the twenty sixth edition. So, if people would look at things that have been studied and see scientific evidence, and facts, and stop just believing the belief system, right? or the documentaries that have been paid for by special interest groups. Yes. Oh, so um, I watched this documentary that I'm not supposed to eat anything meat. I'm only supposed to eat plants.
1: Or anything but me.
0: <laughs> yes. Or yeah, we can go the opposite side. I'm not supposed to eat anything but meat. Right. Like you can find somebody that's paid for something Absolutely. to say something. Yes. Right? If
1: you're looking for it, you're going to find it.
0: You can totally find it. Yes. So I love that you bring up that there is a study <laughs> that says seven to 14 months. Yes. Uh, this, more than one. This is not... A two-week thing that you start and then you quit because you don't see results because you're not going to see results in two weeks. No,
1: you're going to get sore.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: got to get over that hump.
0: And then it's also not something that you've neglected this for five years. Let's go ahead and try to fix it in six sessions.
1: Right, yes. Absolutely. Right? You cannot, it's something that takes you even 10 or 15 years. A lot of us are active in high school and college, and then we get out, and then it kind of goes downhill. Not everybody, yeah, but a lot. And we want to, like you were saying earlier, jump back. Oh, I used to do this in college or high school. I can do it right now. Yeah. 20 years later,
0: you know. No.
1: no.
0: <laughs> it doesn't happen that way. It right. does. The, the journey to taking care of ourselves is very much a journey. Yes. It's not a 30-day challenge. It's not a super special supplement that's going to help heal all things. Although we do need some help in that regard as far as omega-3s, magnesium, vitamin D, that kind of stuff. Absolutely. But there is not a protein powder that <laughs> is going really to address your important. fascial tissue. Absolutely. And just you're just magically going to be amazing. Right. It, it takes effort.
1: I think we're starting to emerge as a society from... <laughs> Um, where the pill was the answer for everything. hmm I'm just gonna give you a pill. Yeah, I think um, Society the younger people in society are starting to figure out. Oh, maybe a pill is not a cure-all Yeah, you know to to every action. There's a, a reaction So if I take this pill what else is gonna happen to me, right? You know, maybe it fixes that but it's gonna cause this so maybe it's just from a holistic standpoint eat better because food is medicine i wholly believe that
0: mm-hmm.
1: um and move better eat better move better hydrate better
0: yeah and sleep better and manage stress yes treat people better like the it really is a very holistic approach to it is. healing ourselves and being able to take care of ourselves for Yeah, and
1: that's not to say life. we'll never take another pill if i have an infection i'm gonna take a pill yeah absolutely like <laughs> I if i take I, an antibiotic yeah but.
0: like if i need a z-pack I need a Z-Pack.
1: Right. If I break a bone, I'm going to go get a cast. Yeah, you know? exactly.
0: Yeah. Um, but as far as the people that, hey, I haven't. This is more for the people that are like, hey, I haven't done anything. My knees are killing me. Right. What can you do for me? Like, And a lot of times, some things that some people don't like to hear is that taking care of ourselves is sometimes boring. It yeah. is. it can be. It can be. Unless you have friends. Yeah. And the friends are doing the same thing that you're doing. Exactly.
1: We're all co-conservating together.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So there's things like a knees over toes split squat or a controlled step-up that is not the most exciting thing in the world. Right. However, the benefit of it over the long term is, is unmatched with anything else that you can do. Absolutely. And by
1: the way, they're hard. They're very hard. They're not exciting, and they tend to be a little bit harder. So it's hard mentally to... Get yourself to do it
0: yeah like oh i'd rather just back squat 300 pounds right. than do these stupid knees over toes split squats because these are boring right what's better for your knee and your hip right now and taking care of your back right these split squats or this step up not the 300 pound back squat
1: absolutely
0: That's so changing the perspective and changing the thought process and the mindset is a huge part of this
1: i agree it's a it's a lifestyle change it's I a agree. lifestyle
0: I agree. So it's not a
1: um, hobby. Oh, no. It is a hobby if it's a lifestyle. Yeah. If it's for the life, but it's not a, a two-week phase. No. Phase, that's the word I was looking for.
0: Yeah. And for those of us that are helping people along this journey, it's definitely a career. It's definitely a full-time job. Absolutely. And it's definitely not a hobby. So <laughs> I would agree with you there on that part. Yes. Yes. Is there anything that we talked about today that we missed that you would like for people to know?
1: Wow, that I can think of. I'm sure when I walk out of here, I'll come up with ten things. But <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, oh, I should have said this. Right.
1: Um, but I would say, you know, just what's important is the move. And if you don't know how to do it, and a lot of us don't, we don't dedicate our lives to doing it. So yeah. get with the people that do. That's what they're here for. I'm sure it, for me, you know, in yoga and in therapy, it gives back to me Mm -hmm. when I can see somebody thrive and do better. So I'm sure you feel that too, so.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Helping other people regain lifestyles is extremely rewarding.
1: Yes.
0: So we love that. Yes. Well, Betsy, are you on social media? Would you like people to track you down and find you? No? <laughs> um,
1: not really. Um, I do have a Facebook account under Betsy Barnes Weiss, but not really. I'm all word of mouth girl.
0: Everybody should come and follow you and become your number one fan. Absolutely. <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you, Betsy. I appreciate your time. Thank you for spending me. Have time a great week. Me. You also. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Ferrum Athletic Company podcast. If you like the show, please leave us a review, share it with your family and friends, share it on your social media platforms. Our mission is to build better humans through the education of health and movement. If this resonates with you, please shoot us an email at forged at ferrumathletico.com. follow us on social media. Facebook, or Instagram at Ferrum Athletico, and we will see you all soon. Thank you for helping us to build better humans.